From Audio Boom comes Covert, a new podcast that delves into the murky world of spies, soldiers, and top secret military operations. I'm Jamie Rennell, and together we'll discover the real stories of history's greatest classified missions, told by the operatives, soldiers, and journalists who experienced it firsthand. Follow Covert on Spotify or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome along to Theatre First. My name's Alex First, and today I'm going to take a look at Cooza, Cirque du Soleil show at Flemington Racecourse, doing the rounds around Australia. Lest anyone who's seen a Cirque du Soleil performance have forgotten just how sensational, how cutting edge this troupe is, Cooza is a must-see. For those who've not yet witnessed the mastery and the magic, you're in for a very special treat, the likes of which you've not cast your eyes upon before. Make no mistake, these are the performers who totally rewrote what was possible in modern circus. They looked at the horizon and they pushed beyond. Today they continue to do so, show after show, and I see plenty of circus. Cirque is the best of the best of the best. Yes, it's about the acts, but it's also about the theatricality, the staging, the costumes, the original music, all blended seamlessly, exquisitely. So much so that after half an hour, I turned to my wife and said, I'd gladly see this tomorrow for a second time. It's that damn great. Cusa is a return to the origins of Cirque du Soleil because it combines two circus traditions, acrobatic performance and the art of clowning. The name Cusa was inspired by the Sanskrit word Koza, which means box, chest or treasure, was chosen because one of the underlying concepts of the production is the idea of a circus in a box. In fact, it's a jack-in-the-box that kicks this show into gear. Then follows a spectacular and dynamic opening number, introducing us to the world of Cusa. Acrobatics and strongmen, human pyramids, magnificent costuming, talented musicians. The aerialist with single hoop is as lithe and fearless as I've seen. Her readily flowing body movements high above the stage are made to appear effortless, hanging as she does on occasions by her feet and neck. Before this is over, she'll spin like a top, faster and faster. Deft and dynamic, her acrobatic feats also involve flying, swooping and swinging. A unicyclist has such command of his single wheeler that he's able to be in constant motion while balancing his partner on his head. Yes, on his head, above his head even, and on his back, even spinning her around and around as if she were a rag doll. The act displays strength, control and grace. Over the years, I've witnessed and admired many high-wire acts, but never liked the foursome at Cusa. First up, they perform their stunts on two wires, one immediately above the other. One 4.5 metres up, the other 7.6 metres off the ground. All four of these performers on the lines at one time, two on each. Most of their act, though, is on the higher of those two wires, simply breathtaking stuff involving jumping, skipping, sword fighting, I'm not kidding, and lying down on the line. One even manages to jump over another without losing his balance. Then a second repeats the feat, this time, though, jumping over two others. The piste de resistance is two cycling across the wire 
while a third performs acrobatics on a chair positioned on a rod fixed on each of the cyclist's shoulders as they move. Wow! The second act starts with the appearance of members of the company dressed like the Grim Reaper and skeletons before two artists make the 725 kilogram, that's 1600 pound, wheel of death their plaything. Through only their body movements, they build up speed so they're leaping both inside and outside the hoops at either end of the apparatus, even skipping outside, generating regular gasps from the audience at their daring do. They can even slow down the wheel such that it's perfectly still, both vertically and horizontally, with a pair of them inside. Being as close to the action as we were, undoubtedly added to the thrill. The Kuza drummer is given his moment in the sun when he appears on stage complete with his full kit, and we can witness his frenzied but rhythmic beats by hand and foot on cymbals and drums. Spinning one, two, three, and even seven hoops at a time, twirling by hand, foot, and body, a woman demonstrates her skill, balance, and fluidity of movement. She's both mesmerizing and balletic. A diminutive muscular gent performs handstands atop as many as eight chairs, positioned on a pedestal, creating a seven-meter tower in the process. The act builds in intensity the higher he goes. The spectacular finish to Kuza involves a teeterboard or seesaw and performers flung high into the air where they execute quintuple twisting somersaults. Then they ramp up the degree of difficulty by having double and single metal stilts strapped to their legs. The level of skill required has to be seen to be believed. Interspersed with these spectacular acts is plenty of clowning, twice involving audience participation and slapstick humour that absolutely goes down a treat. Just watch out for a human-sized furry dog. I don't want to say any more about that for fear of ruining the surprise. Cirque's eighth big top show to tour Australia appears under the company's trademark blue and yellow Grand Chapiteau. It highlights the physical demands of human performance in all its splendour and fragility, turmoil and harmony. The writer and director is David Shiner. He says it's about human connection. While Kuza doesn't take itself too seriously, it's undoubtedly about ideas. As it evolves, we're exploring concepts such as fear, identity, recognition and power, according to Shiner. I referred to the costumes earlier. They are amazing. All are custom made. The majority produced at the costume workshop at Cirque's international headquarters in Montreal in Canada. The only facility of its kind in North America, it has more than 300 full-time employees, including specialists in fields as varied as textile design, lace work, shoe, wig, pattern and costume making, and millinery. In Kusa, there are more than 175 costumes and 160 hats. 1,080 items in all, including the shoes, props, and wigs. The music is inspired by the sounds of Western pop culture, from 1970s funk to full orchestral arrangements. It also draws heavily on traditional Indian music. There are six Kusa band members on trumpet, trombone, bass, drums, percussion, saxophone, electric guitar and keyboard, along with two singers. The stage is dominated by a travelling tower called the Bataclan, which moves artists in and out of the spotlight, serves as a bandstand and is flanked by two curved staircases. The decoration of the Bataclan is inspired by Hindu culture, 
by Pakistani buses and Indian jewellery. Overlooking the Bataclan, the giant fabric structure known as the Void is printed with motifs drawn from the internal structure of leaves to give it an organic look. The sails that frame the Bataclan open and close like the petals of an enormous flower. The musician pit is located on the upper level of that structure. All this is a banquet for the eyes, and I assure you the couple of hours excluding interval passes quickly as the international cast of 50 acrobats, musicians, singers and actors once again lift the bar on what one can see at the circus. When reflecting upon Kuza, the words astonishing and flawless immediately come to mind, and I don't use them idly. How else could or should one describe acrobatic, artistic and creative genius? It's playing under the Grand Chapiteau or Big Top at Flemington Racecourse, 448 Epsom Road, Flemington, until March the 26th. For more information to buy tickets, go to www.cirquedesoleil.com forward slash Cousa. I'll spell that out, www.cirquedesoleil, that's C-I-R-Q-U-E-D-U-S-O-L-E-I-L dot com forward slash Cousa, spelt K-O-O-Z-A. Finally, a tip. So you don't miss the start, allow yourself an extra half hour to get there if you're driving to the venue. Vehicles were banked up and moved at a snail's pace for the last few kilometres of the journey the night that we attended. It is a sensational show called Cooza. Go along and see it. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.